This is an ECU Ready Podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Lamar Gilchrist. In this episode, we will be speaking to volunteers Minnie Delo, also known as Miss Bunch, Tarboro High School football coach Jamie Williams, and Mr. Glover Ford about their volunteering at the Kanita Family Life Center. Hope you enjoy. The Kanita Family Life Center, located just outside of Pitt County in Kanita, was established in 2007 by Reverend Richard Joyner. The center's mission is to improve the health of Kanita's youth and community by increasing access to healthy foods, physical activities, and providing access to basic health care services. The center is run primarily by volunteers, including Miss Bunch, who helps put together food boxes for local community members full of fresh fruit and vegetables. Miss Bunch, thank you for giving me the time today. Uh, so how long have you been volunteering at the center? About, about 14 years. Oh, wow. 14. Probably longer than that, I rate. <laughs> and how do you, you like it, obviously, if you've been here so long? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy about it? Working in the fields. You like actual hard work, not kind of more? Well, it's, it's kind of hard work. <laughs> And you can do good till it get real hot, but when it get hot, we come out in the field. So this summer's been a problem then? Yeah. Well, we come early, and when it get hot, we quit. And go back later in the evening sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I saw you guys were packaging the boxes today. What were those boxes for? They were for Vita in, in Tarboro. I, I think Vita in Tarboro. A Vita and Green, but one of them, I didn't can't keep up with the way they go. But I know we fix for Vita and Tarbin, we fix for Vita and Greenville. But I think it's Vita and Greenville today. Okay, and what are the boxes, what are they used for? They eat them. Uh, who does, just the people at the hospital? The, the people, no, I think the people buys them. Okay. Um, they buys them from us, I think this had. How many boxes did you do today? We did 47. 47. Well, we actually did 55. And I know you got a lot tomorrow and Thursday too, right? Well, as long as you mentioned Thursday. I think we got a a hundred and... Well, I know we got a hundred and fifty, but it probably come more than that because we always get more each day. Mm-hmm. So how do you, the kids are out here a lot, the kids help around? We're, we don't have kids this week because the camp closed last week, and we don't have kids this week. Okay. What's it like working with all the kids helping around? Well, it's nice, the one that want to work and the one that don't want to work, just let them go on off and play. A lot of hard work that they got to do. Well, like they um, come help us fix stuff to go in the boxes, either help wash stuff, they go in the boxes. Okay. So the kids are gone for the rest of the summer? Yeah. Okay. They probably uh, use them one Saturday, you know, like on a Saturday. When we get beans coming out, they'll use them on a Saturday morning and let them pick, make them a little money. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kids get a little money from it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just out here working for free. Well, you give them a little money. Oh, okay, well, that's good. 
Well, Miss Bunch, thank you very much for your time. Don't want to take up too much of your time today. I'm so ready to get through and go home. Along with the helping hands to stuff local meal boxes full of food produced by the center, volunteers help plant and tend to the fields to ensure that the center is self-sustaining. Local Edgecombe County teacher Glover Ford is one of those volunteers. I met Mr. Ford as he rode into the center on his tractor after tending to one of the center's fields. Just one of the many duties done by the educator of nearly two decades. So I'm here with Mr. Glover Ford. Mr. Ford, thank you for speaking with me. Yes, sir. Um, so how long have you been volunteering at the Family Life Center? I've been probably going on three years. Three years. Okay, and yes. you said you're also a teacher, too. Yeah, I'm a diabetes teacher at Southwest Edge High School. And how long have you been teaching for? I've been teaching for over 20 years. 20 years, wow. So when you help out at the Family Life Center, are you just doing the farm work, or are you helping when they have the camps here, too? Uh, basically, what I do, normally students who are major in agriculture, they want to come out and get hands-on experience at the SAE. And what I do as a... Uh, as their advisor, I come out and I assist these students you know, at the Life Center. And also, sometime during the course of school year, we'll come out here maybe every other week and assist with Family Life Center for us taking care of the plants, uh, taking care of the gardens. Uh, we do a lot more. Uh, weekly, we, uh, the Life Center support us. Uh, they buy our chicken feed. And also that we have chicken coops, so we produce eggs, and uh, we'll from from layers. So we take these eggs, we use them, we donate them to the live center, and also we some of the, some of the eggs that the kids produce, we use them for our school purpose in homemade departments. So kids get a lot of hands-on experience working in uh, at the live center as well as school and around the school uh, grounds. What type of work needs to be done at the Life Center? Like I see there's a lot of farm equipment, there's a lot of plants being planted out there. What type of work do you guys do? Uh, basically, we do a lot of, pretty much it's organic. So we do a lot of, it's a lot of manual work. The kids out there, they moving weeds, you know. So you don't have to move the weeds to deal with, um, you know, you want to compete for nutrients. So we have to do a lot of hands-on you know, for his moving weeds. That's a lot of work. Also, we, uh, back this spring, we do a lot of transplanting, you know, for the live center. You know, we did cool season crops. Uh, we don't do a lot of warm season crops. So we can pretty much just plant seeds, you know, with usually utilizing the tractors. But basically, uh, the cool season, that's another good thing. We started using hydroponics at the school. We got a greenhouse, maybe about 40 by 100 feet long. And we uh, grow a lot of cool season plants in the greenhouse uh, using a hydroponic system. And then we transplant these plants. We bring them over here and we kids put them out uh, in the fields for the life center. How many kids usually come out here? Uh, we roughly playing roughly 10 kids. We come out every other week. Ten kids every other week. Yes, okay. sir. And that's throughout the whole summer, or is that uh, throughout the school year? Well, too? that's what we did this past school year. Every year, we find ways to utilize these kids. Kids come out. You know, pretty much some come from farms, some don't, but they come really ready to work, eager to do a lot of these hands-on. Uh, even though a lot of these kids they own large-scale farms, and this is sort of small scale, they never did, they never done the work work with a small tractor. They always use a large tractor, so that's something new to them. They're excited about it. Just operate those tractors and be able to assist uh, in transplanting, planting, 
whatever it takes, whatever's asked for us to do it, they they do it 110 percent. I'm very proud of my kids. Okay. They're very supportive of this program. And so the kids really like it then. They oh have yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, they do. Uh, we do transplant. You know, we uh, at school we teach um, teach animal science as well as horticulture, but also we, like I said, we produce the kids get opportunities. We do a lot of organic farming at school as well as here. So we take the organic farming. We convert it all around. When they come out here, they're ready to go to work. I already know what to do. I just tell them what to do because I already got hands-on. They learn in the classroom as a SAE. So you get a lot of SAE hands-on being supervised by the spirits. Okay, that's cool. Do you get kids usually if they come once they want to keep coming then? They, once they come, they eagerly, they want to make that trip every week. I don't know if it's a way of getting out of class, but they eager to come. I won't bring them unless they participate 100%. They don't participate, but I do not allow them to come. And even if it is just an excuse to get out of class, if they're doing the work. Oh, they're doing the work. I mean, they get a grade for it because it's the SAE, but they have to, you know, they have to perform, you know, hands-on as well. Well, they have to apply the skills of learning the classroom as well out here in these fields. This, this is a great tool, learning experience for them. When they get up to and apply these hands-on experience, they may not get it nowhere else, you know. Life skills they're learning it's here. Life skills they can learn. Yeah, it's life skills they do the rest of their life. I always tell them that. Okay. They can't get it anywhere else. Well, Mr. Ford, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. Winner on the field, Tarboro High School football coach Jamie Williams knows what it takes to succeed. He's trying to build that same mentality as the summer camp director at the Kanita Family Life Center. The center's student program sees nearly 60 students participating throughout the year and is more than just about learning how to garden. The center's student program aims to empower students with the tools they need to develop leadership qualities, social skills, and stress management techniques. Coach Williams, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, man. So, I want, tell me a little bit about how you started, how you got involved with the summer camp. Well, um, the process was kind of, it was kind of unique. I work for the school system. I'm a behavior specialist. I have a degree in psychology, so I got a job at behavior specialist at Edson County. So, I'm always working with kids, and basically, I work with troubled youth. So my program is that when kids get suspended from school, they come to me. So and spend a day in my, my classroom, I teach them um, skills, how to adapt. And so um, I have a lot of kids at my disposal. So uh, I heard about the camp down here, and I, I was asked to come join the summer camp as a worker, as a teacher. So when I came, I realized that you know, this place really can change lives because you know um, not only you give a young person a place to go in the summertime, but it's free. They get uh, two meals. They get transportation. Not only that, they learn how to live and eat healthy. That's the more important thing about being in a summer camp. It's based on healthy living. So, you know, the kids eat at the garden and all that stuff. They learn how to you know, cook good, healthy food. So that's how I got here. That's how I stood with it. When I saw what was, how it was changing the community and changing how people um, view their body, healthy eating, I fell in love with that. How long have you been doing the summer camp? It's about third year. Third year? Three years. Mm -hmm. okay. Are you getting the, sort of the same kids over and over, or is it groups actually, of new kids? this year, we actually had, a, had a, almost a whole another group because our count doubled. My first year here, we had maybe 30 kids. Last year, around 35, 40. This year, we had 62 kids. Wow. So, I mean, and most of, a lot of them came from, like I said, the school, my school that I was at, because I was able to recruit kids from, you know, the base, my home-based school, but uh, I would get... K through five, my school K through five, so you know, and that's the age group that's real, real, um, you know, vulnerable when it comes mm -hmm. to life changing moments and stuff. So 
I was able to bring a lot of my kids from Tarver here, and that's we had a had a full house, man. Yeah, and what type of stuff do they do at the summer camp? Well, summer camp, it, it, um, since it, we get a lot of funding from other places like the, like school and stuff like that, and um, USDA, we have to um, implement curriculum that based on um, math and science. Like mm-hmm. regular school, right? So the first, um, we arrive at the camp, we meet down to the church, and the kids do, uh, all the kids line up on it outside, and we do an exercise routine. Since I coach track and all that kind of stuff, football and basketball, I'm used to you know, getting the kids and um, the regiments where we work at school. So for like 10 minutes, the kids will stretch, exercise, and then we'll go and do a mile walk. We'll come back, the kids go into the um, cafeteria, we'll do a uh, prayer. We have breakfast, we do devotional, and I try to let one of the kids like lead the prayer and devotional and stuff like that. And then we will, we will leave and we'll come down here. Down here we have, in the training center, we have four classrooms. So the kid broke up in uh, K through two, um, three through five, six through eight, and high school in four different groups. And we have teachers that to you know, teach the curriculum there. We had a, um, this year, we had a curriculum brought down from Duke University when Professor Duke came to volunteer and she brought a curriculum down with us. Yeah, so the kids have three hours after you do in the, in, in the classroom. So in the morning time from 9 to 12, they basically they learn it. And we try to make it so it will be a, a hands-on learning. You know what I'm saying? Not so much just pencil writing because they want to be applied uh, education what we try to do down here. So it will be more fun to the kids. We want, we want to bring them here after the whole year of working in school to come in and sit in the, I don't want to do that myself. Sit in the classroom and work. No, this is not what we want to do. So the kids spend time at least four to five minutes outside. Oh, and, and in the garden, and um, we have a we this year, this first time this summer, the kids had to raise their own uh, vegetables in the back. They built their own little bit of garden in the back right here, and they had to plant like tomatoes and stuff like that. So we kind of started late. We didn't get a chance to see them blossom because we started kind of late. But um, yeah, the kids, um, we have the opportunity to go in and pick uh, fruits and I'm sorry, vegetables for the boxes. Cause we sell boxes every Thursday and Tuesday and Thursday. So they call CSA boxes, uh, community support agriculture, and and the boxes. Uh, Basically sold to places like Vitacare and all the places like that. You know, people in the village can buy a box. So um, the kids go and they pick the uh, vegetables, they go into the box, they have to pack the boxes up. So we got a full day. And every every we ran this year from Monday to Thursday. Every Thursday the kids go on a field trip. We go bowling, uh, we go swimming, we go to the movies, we go skating to the kids somewhere fun. So that's the so basically it's like Monday through Wednesday, the, the three days we can we can you know put a lot of curriculum into the kids' head. Because you know, um, they got this thing that as over the summertime, kids will lose seven percent of what they learn of a whole school year. So we make sure we don't want to lose that, keep them brain cells rolling. So we, we we make sure we implement um, a curriculum in that the kids can keep their brain cells exercising and keep the muscle memory going and whatnot. So it's and then, like I said, at the same time, trying to make it fun. We want to run the kids away by you know keep pushing stuff in the head. So. We try to keep an even balance, and it worked out pretty good. It, it, it usually do. Okay, and so the kids really seem to enjoy it. Then. Oh yeah, the kids love the camp. Last Thursday was the last day of camp, and the kids were like, oh, we, uh, "I hate the camp ending, man. What we gonna do now?" So we working on nature, trying to figure out a way to extend it because the kids still almost out of school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the camp was six weeks. So you know, but now we're looking at trying to store a little bit later and push the camp out. I, I prefer the kids to get out of school. And you know, and figure out you know that first week of school uh, what they, what what to do, and then instead of having all these days out before school open, so um next year we're gonna look at we'll sit down probably December sometime we look at trying to extend a little bit longer. The only difference is gonna be you know make sure we get the funding there to pay the teachers. You know what I'm saying? Then see as te- we go back to school at August 12th, 
So we can't go with so far out because we got to go yeah. back to school. You know what I'm saying? So we got to we got to work all those particulars out. Okay. And you said you work with troubled youth. So this mm-hmm. is a program that keeps them out of trouble because yeah. they're if they're here all during the summer, yeah. they're not getting in trouble at home or anything. That's exactly why I fell in love with this place because you know um, living in the area we live in, one of the poorest counties in the state. You know our academic level is low. There's a lot of stuff going on around in this area a lot of people don't know about. So um, I actually did a piece with. Um, with LeBron James and Ty Gurley camp last week, I had to go and we did an interview with them. We go here so uninterrupted, talking about you know coming up in a, a poverty-stricken area, how hard it is for especially African-American males. So one of my kids was selected during the show, so we talked about that. And this is what this is what they I deal with every day. You know, kids that go struggling trying to find identity, you know, struggling. You no know, parents don't have the you know, income to buy the kids shoes or a thing they need in school. I used to be one of the kids. Like that, that's why you know um, I relate to my kids so good. So coming to this camp, I mean, like I said, we provide the kids from 7:30 to 2:30. I mean, a place to be where you know they're gonna be safe. It's a church-based, it's a Christian-based camp. So you know, uh, we let parents know this is a Christian-based camp. So what we do, we make sure they're gonna pray, learn uh, some scriptures. These things gonna happen over the summertime. We're not trying to force anything on your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you understand before you come here, this camp is a Christian-based camp. You know, we try to um, instill some good qualities into the kids' mindset today their hearts and stuff like that because life is hard man life is hard for us so imagine you being you know five six seven eight nine ten years old you're going through all these struggles in life and nobody doesn't help you guide you through it that's what they can't provide you come you meet new kids meet new, new friends you get to go places you probably never will go mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying being at home and that's and this is why i love it man. i really love it it's an opportunity to keep the kids that i had, I had um uh, i can't call the name but one particular kid that had a real hard time in school last year a second grader he came to camp with me i brought him to camp this summer just for that reason and the kid had an amazing summer. I seen him just mature and grow over the summer camp because I think he just needed that. Just needed to get away from, you know, the norm, get around some more kids and, you know, a new structure and whatnot. So, and that's what we want to do here. We want to, we want to just have the camp. We want to have the camp. And when the kids come, we see them evolve into a better person than before they came here. Mm-hmm. Did, would, what do the parents say? The, the, like they send their kids here, the kids are having problems or anything. The parents have to probably feel really good about that yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I work real close with the family. You know, and I always get a lot of good feedback, the tests for the coach. And I appreciate the kids can the camp, have a good time to enjoy the camp. I mean, so I had, um, one, one guy told me he had three grandkids here during their first year coming. He's about, my kids are really kind of reserved. They don't like to do a lot of things. He's because they love the camp, though. And it's a good thing. Like I said, because we try to do something different instead of just, you know, having the kids come here and just sit in a, in a building and just to be a babysitter. No, we want the kids to be, we want the kid basically to run the camp. That's, that's our goal is. Let the kid basically dictate what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, you know, um, you know, try to make sure that they have a voice in the thing and stuff. We just dictate everything that happens. So every field trip, I ask the kid, where y'all want to go? And I let the kids choose where they want to go. You know what I'm saying? So y'all are going to be a different, uh, uh, a lot of different opinions, but, you know, we try to let the majority rule. So, you know, just the camp is, a, I'm telling it, I'm a type of, I don't do a lot of things, a lot of different organizations because I'm real passionate about my kids. So when I came here, I said, this is a good place to, you know, to help these kids out. We ain't, we ain't trying to, you know, Get famous and then like that. Mm-hmm. We try to make sure our kids got somewhere to go. You know, we got somewhere, you know, a place to have fun. They can eat at the same time. You can see them mature and grow. You know, especially behavior wise. And one thing we try to, I try to maintain here is discipline. You know, discipline everything. In the morning time, I talk to my kids about discipline. You know, whatever you do in life, learn how to obey your parents, obey authority. It'll take you a long ways in life. So every morning, I give my little, my little preaching, little, little speech to the kids, let them know, you know, you're gonna have fun. 
But in that day, you gotta understand this there's always rules everywhere you go. You gotta obey the rules, you gotta live by rules. I'm a grown, I'm 47 years old, I got rules, I got my boss. <laughs> my mama still tell me what to do. So y'all got somebody to answer to, you know what I'm saying? So I mean I, I love them. This camp has been a really a real blessing to a lot of people, especially me. When I first came here, I didn't I didn't, um I never really liked zucchini and squash, all that kind of stuff. So my first month last year, man, I went like six months in it on pork anything. I, I just wanted to try something different. I ate all zucchini and squash. I ain't gonna change my whole life, you know. And I, I'm, I'm 47 years old. I'm able to stay healthy, and cause I learned how to eat better. You know, so mm-hmm. and then one thing about it, you can't tell kids to do something you're not doing yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we got you got to practice what you preach. So um, with the kids, um, we go home to take vegetables home. We had a competition that way. You know, um, the kids who had more pictures of them cooking vegetables win like a $500 on um, scholarship. So we do stuff like that to promote healthy eating and stuff like that. So like I said, make it fun. At the end of the day, they still learn this man now how to be healthy. So this is something I'm guessing you want to keep doing for the years to come. Then yes, this this something. I mean, every year it's, it's growing. It's growing every year. So I I actually told uh, Reverend John, I said, on a dilemma we're gonna have eventually we're gonna have too many kids, <laughs> and so we had to have a cutoff point. This year we did 50, but we still end up with 62 kids. It's hard to tell a parent no yeah. when they come to you and saying, well, coach, uh, I got to work and my you know, my child got to go so 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 so. Well, for at least for six weeks, we can provide some kind of opportunity for the kids to go. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell parents no. So, I mean, next year, thing going to uh, be a little different because we're going to move everything down here. Now, right now, uh, the, the, the camp ran out of the church first. Though, we're using the church, um, the banquet hall and all that stuff. So we want to move everything down here to get away from um, you know the church and make sure that everybody in one place and keep everything a little more organized and whatnot. So... It should, like every year, it should get bigger and should grow and grow and evolve. That's the whole dream, you know. So, there's a lot of kids out here. We got some kids here that were six years old, nearly like 16. We got a little girl that did the beekeeping. She's been doing beekeeping for 10 years. And we got one girl that graduated from uh, um, high school. She went to college for agriculture because she'd be in the camp since she was a little girl. So, there's a lot of stuff from the kids that they hold on. Everybody's not going to, you know, that's not to be realistic. Everybody's not going to be in agriculture. It's not realistic. But the thing is, Give a kid a desire to want to do something different, do something mm-hmm. great. You know, that's, uh, that's the whole goal. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time, Coach. I think the program you do with the kids is great, giving the kids right. an opportunity that they wouldn't normally get. So thank you. I really appreciate you coming You're on. You're welcome. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ECU Ready Podcast. Thank you again to Miss Bunch, Glover Ford, and Coach Jamie for their time. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.